Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show who are executive producers, Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Who Do Cleansing Protection Magic. Also, binaural production engineer, Damian Keller author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host, Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. If you are interested in contributing to this podcast, go to everythingimaginable2020.com and you'll find everything you need there. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Charmaine, Charmaine Redwood, and she has written three books, Coming Home to Lumeria, New Earth Rising, and at Mother Mary's Table, past life memories of those who walked with the Blessed Mother. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. So how did this journey begin for you? Was it past life recollection or Mm -hmm. what happened? Mm -hmm. It was much more dramatic. I had what they call a near-death experience. Uh, it was 40 years ago now, I was 29, really normal person, school teacher, not at all metaphysical. And after the birth of my twins, uh, everything in the birth that could go wrong did go wrong. So I ended up being rushed back to the hospital with blood poisoning. And the first night that I was there, I actually died, left my body. And what was the big surprise was that I saw myself floating up out of the body. None of my consciousness was in that body. All of it Mm -hmm. was the person looking down. So it was absolutely um, life shattering. So there was no pain. There was no fear. It was peaceful. I knew there were angels there. I didn't know where I was going, but I knew there were angels there. So I just floated away completely from the hospital room, the bed, everything. And then the next minute I'm in this golden light. And as soon as I got there, I just absolutely knew this is who I am. This is where I came from. This is home. And everything down there is just a story that is not who I really am. It's just what I'm acting out. It's like a play. So I was floating in the golden light. And the next minute, um, Jesus appeared in front of me, not like the man, not like we see him depicted in uh, pictures. Mm -hmm. He was this white, brilliant white light being, and his heart was a blazing blue star. But I could rather feel rather than see these eyes that were just, you looked into them. He saw everything about me. He saw who I was, what I'd done. And there was no judgment at all. I was the one who was doing the flashback saying, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. And I wish I hadn't said that. He was like, there's no problem here. So he just he just gave me this unconditional forgiveness and love. And then we had this conversation in my head that went like, um, because your heart is pure, if you want to, 
you can stay with us in the golden light. But we are asking you to go back to the earth because the, the earth needs your love, your wisdom, and your healing. Well, at the time, I didn't really know anything about any of that. I barely knew what meditation was, never heard of healing. So I said to him, how can I go back down there knowing that this is where I belong with you? Because he just felt like I, there was a whole company. Mother Mary was there. The angels was there. It was like family. It was like going home to family. So he, he took a piece of his blue star and he put it in my heart. And he said, now you will know that I'm always with you. So the next minute, I'm floating back over that body that is not me in the hospital bed that is very sick. And I knew that if I got back into that body, which is just the house that I am living in, that I would take on suffering. And if I stayed out with them, I would never suffer again. So it was much harder to come back than it was to leave. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that brought me back was I'd just given birth to twins who were 10 days old. There was no way I was leaving my babies without a mother. So they are the only reason I came back. And then when I came back into the body, I just wasn't the same person as I was when I left. Everything that was my plan for my life, my goals, my career, what I thought my life was completely irrelevant. I just knew that there is a plan for the whole earth. And I just said, wherever you need me to be, whatever you need me to do, let me know and I will go. At the time, I didn't know what the plan was. I just knew there was one. But now I've been a healer and a spiritual teacher and a hypnotherapist for 40 years. Now I do know what the plan is. So I really want to tell people that every single thing that happens on this earth is part of a plan that is lifting this earth up to the light. Now, a lot of it looks pretty dark, what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. It looks pretty bad. But the way I'm shown it is that it's like the light is pushing dark bubbles up, like oil, black, black oil coming up through water. It has to come up to the light to be seen and transmuted. So everything that's happening is part of the old patterns, the old programs, the old beliefs, the misuses of our energies, of our power that is coming up to be healed. So personally, I like to focus on the healing part rather than the negative part. Mm. Is there any way to speed it up so it can just get better really fast? <laughs> get out of self. The only reason that we are here is that we chose to participate in the ascension, which is lifting the earth back to the light. We began in the light, in Lemuria, and that's what my first book was about, Coming Home to Lemuria. And that was, a t that was before the fall when we lived love, peace, harmony. We had no concept of anger, fear, loss. It just wasn't in our consciousness. 
So what's happening now is all of us who were there in Lemuria agreed to come back for the ending. That was the beginning. This is the ending. So the only job that anybody here on this earth has at the moment is to raise your vibration by becoming a loving, peaceful, non-judgmental being. Not looking at, oh, they're doing this and they're doing that, because that's a distraction. And getting stuck in anger at stuff that's happening is stopping you from looking within and saying, who am I really? And how can I help? What can I do to help? So raising your frequency is the only job that any of us has right now. So let's back up to Lumeria. Mm. <clears throat> I was always understood that it was like a, a lost continent or civilization on Earth. Mm -hmm. yeah, is that it so? Was. Mm -hmm, it was. And what happened? Like, like, how did it appear and where did it go? It, well, it's underneath the, the Pacific. And uh, the, the reason that I started having those memories was that I went back to Hawaii. I went to live in Hawaii. And all these memories of Lemuria were coming back. And the other thing that I said when I came back from the near-death experience, I said, I want a way to take people to experience what I just did, reuniting with my own divine self without all the drama of having to be sick and, you know, the medical stuff. So I just slowly over a few years developed this way of using hypnosis to connect people to their soul, to experience their soul self and say, well, why am I here? Why have I got this going on in my life? What is my purpose here? So what I was seeing when, when I moved to Hawaii, all my clients were my soul family from Lemuria. So it was a huge continent that was the whole of the Pacific. And that in the beginning, it was it was where the, the stories of the Garden of Eden really come from. It was paradise. And then as a group soul choice, this is what I have learned through the sessions that I've done, that we weren't thrown out of the garden. We chose to get up and walk out of the garden and to go through what we call the fall, which was the first time that we had actually experienced pain. Because we, we, were, we were in the fifth dimension, and then when, after the fall, we went like immediately yeah, we into the third. we volunteered to do this? We volunteered to do this. This is one of the questions that I asked. When, when I got to Hawaii, within a week, I just couldn't stop crying. I cried for two weeks and there was no reason. And so I asked for a journey, like, what's this about? And it was the grief of uh, the fall. It was healing the wound of the fall. And what they told me when I asked, why on earth did we want to do this? It was because as a, a human race, in order to evolve as souls individually and collectively, that we, we needed to put ourselves through the hardest challenge imaginable. And that was to forget that we are gods, to forget that we are creators, that we have just as many 
powers as what we call the creator or the great spirit, whatever. We, we shut all that down. And the question was, could we survive what is not love and still keep our light? Like, would we be destroyed by being surrounded by pain, suffering, abuse of power? So what, what this has done, this is what challenge and adversity do. They make you grow. There's no way you can go through war after war, famine, uh, plagues, lose loved ones again and again and again without becoming a much stronger soul. So this is what I've been told that in the beginning, when we before the fall, we only worked with the light. We only knew the light. Now we've walked through the shadow that now we are also masters of the darkness, that we can transmute it, we can bring the light into it, and we don't have to be afraid of it because we're not broken. We've succeeded victoriously, and we are lifting this planet back to the light. But why? Like, What benefit is there after we complete this process? We will be... Uh, returning to our original soul essence. You see, every soul, whether it's a, a human, an extraterrestrial, an angel, an animal, is on an evolutionary path. Creation is not static. There's a hierarchy. And at every level, the goal is to move to the next level. So we will become much more highly evolved as beings, as souls. So what's actually going to happen at the ascension? This is what I've, I've learned in doing my many hypnosis sessions where I take people forward into the future to the healed earth after it's been healed. And that's what my second book, A New Earth Rising, is about is that we will be bringing all of our divine self into a physical body. Instead of going back to our essence after we die, which is what we've been doing in this cycle of many, many thousands of years. We die, we leave the body, we go home. What the ascension is, is actually bringing home here. So we will be living as immortals on the earth plane, but not in the third dimension where there is suffering and separation and pain and loss because the earth is moving into the fifth dimension, which actually she's already gone. She moved into the fifth dimension on December the 21st, 2012. The only question is how many of us are going with her. So basically, if you want to stay on the earth at all, you need to be activating your ascension light body and the vehicle that's going to take you there. How do we do that? We live love and peace. because, And also, all the work that I do on, on my website, uh, all my meditations are 
activating their downloads to activate the DNA so that we can live constantly at these higher frequencies. So meditation, taking times in stillness, and just being in nature, that's a great one. And just instead of judging and putting your energy into hating and angering, anger and looking for fault, find things that you can support by your love. Be blessing instead of judgment. Hmm. That's what my book about Mother Mary is all about, because I'm part of, they're my family, that's part of my soul family. That was one of my incarnations. And what I learned from doing all the sessions, I did about 12 hypnosis sessions to write that book. And what came through overwhelmingly was that neither the master, whom we called Yeshua, later we called him, now we call him Jesus, but the Aramaic that we spoke, it was Yeshua, and Mother Mary, they didn't judge. They, they had so much compassion. They just, the only reason that Yeshua got upset was that if he saw people damaging their own souls by hurting others, he knew that they were setting up karma that they would have to deal with at a later time. So that, that's why he would redirect them or um, be critical. But they were just so full of infinite love and compassion. And that's, that's how we need to be. Hmm. Sounds like something that is easier said than done, especially not being judgmental. That, that's, you see, when, when you start to journey within and you do like the past life regression and the soul work that I do, I have not come across one situation that didn't have a higher purpose than what it looked like on the outside. So what we do, we go to the higher place and we say, why is this happening? Not, it's not fair, it's mean. And, and what I found is that everything that happens in this, on this earth is about learning the use and the misuse of power. So because we are humans, quite often we have to learn a lesson by experiencing its opposite. Mm -hmm. So out of war usually comes a peace movement you know, out of Vietnam, whole peace movement, out of the Second World War, United Nations were, were formed. It doesn't have to be that way, but unfortunately that's kind of how humans uh, often sign up to get their lessons. So I, I want to say to people, there's no victims here. Whatever is happening in your life, it's not somebody doing something to you just because they're mean. It's because somebody volunteered to teach you a lesson that you chose. So what, one of the things we do in the sessions, we go to the planning uh, council before you came in as a soul. You get together with all your soul family. You decide amongst each other what do you need to learn? What is the lesson that I choose to learn in this lifetime? Now, it may be 
that you want to teach other people compassion. So I've, I've come across this many, many times in my sessions that one person will come in with some kind of physical or mental deformity just so that their family and their community can experience unconditionally loving, taking care of and accepting that that deformed or somehow um, not a functional person and therefore learn compassion. So at the committee, the council, you'd say, well, I'm going to be the person, I'm going to be the mother, I'm going to be the father. So everything that happens to you is a script that you wrote before you even came here. And it doesn't mean it's written in stone. Mm -hmm. It can be, you can go in and you can change it and say, okay, I forgive everybody. I don't need to do any more karmic dance with you. Uh, don't You don't need to come back. Then wh why is it and what can we do about, like, in our life experience, say, like, we... Like I know at least like, like for me, it seems like I seem to keep making the same mistakes over and over again. Like, why can't I just get it the first time? Well, that's the thing. If you don't get it the first time, that's why you will keep repeating it. You see, what happens is that we come into this life with memories, with wounds, with beliefs and with programs from things that actually happened to us many, many lifetimes ago, even back to Atlantis, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, we have these programs that set up a belief. The world isn't safe. People are mean. I'm victim. I'm going, I'm going to be controlled by other people. So if you have any kind of belief about anything, about relationships, about poverty, about abundance, then it's like you're flashing this neon light saying, I believe I deserve to be treated very badly. Please come and treat me like that. So people will show up in your life to hold what I call the shadow mirrors. And those people are reflecting your wounding. And if you don't get it, if you don't get the message and you don't heal that wound, that person might go out of your life, but somebody else will come in because you're still flashing that signal. Whatever your wounding is, whatever your belief system, whether it's unworthiness or uh, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, I don't deserve this. That's what you are sending out like a radio signal. So anybody that has a complimentary program, like I deserve to be a controller, uh, I, I'm going to manipulate that person, then you, you two actually are teaching each other. So as soon as you, so every situation you look at it, how have I created this? Why am I allowing this? What part of me is inviting this? And then what we do in hypnosis, we do what's called soul retrieval. We go in and we find the wounded part and we bring it back into the wholeness and we change the program. 
from I don't deserve to I do deserve. So then you're sending out a different signal. I deserve the best. I deserve to be treated with respect. I deserve abundance. So then, because you've changed the signal, you will be attracting completely different people. So how do we who, do how do we do that? How do we switch that signal over? Well, that's what that's what I, I do in the hypnosis. It's kind of hard to do it by yourself. You need somebody to guide you in. So I I use hypnotherapy uh, to do that. Hmm. You can you can try doing affirmations just uh like i'm i be, i believe i deserve the best and just keep repeating that to, to yourself but it's quite fascinating i've been doing this for 40 years and people come in with these really negative programs and just in one session it's all released and it really is life-changing that's why i like to do the work wow. do, do. do you do these sessions only in person or you do them mm -hmm, online not too? at all i do most of them online because wow. uh, i deal i work with people all over the world find me in through my website or through through my books and uh, i'm now teaching it's called authentic self hypnosis mm -hmm. i've now started teaching it because so many people uh, want to uh, learn it and be doing it themselves wow so you could use hypnosis to stop me from getting into shitty relationships absolutely because we would go in this is very typical, actually. Relationships <laughs> is one of the, the areas. It drives me nuts. I'm terrible Where at it. we screw up and you think, oh, well, I'm not going to do that again. And guess what? I'd do it again. <laughs> yeah, until you go in and find the part of you that is still living some old memory. I, I did a session myself uh, last last week because I, I've had a really difficult uh, difficulties with relationship this last time, and it went back to a life where I was literally, literally sold. Uh, as we were a rich family, and there was a good match. This man had lots of money, status, and my family believed it would be good for the family. They didn't care that he was cruel, abused me, so I was pretty much sold by my family. So that put in the program that. Uh, relationships are painful that you have no control and that uh, there's no way you can ever be happy in relationship so you know I've, i lived that out for a good part of my life too hmm. so that's the thing is until we go in and change the program no matter how old we are it'll keep running itself just with different personnel like, oh, you didn't get it this time. Okay, we'll send this person in. And it's your soul that keeps sending you the people because that your soul wants you to change these negative programs. And the way it does it is by sending you these people to try and show you what the program is. Interesting. I'm going to have to try this. Yeah, I, I encourage you because so many people say to me, and, and now my students are doing it and practicing, and, and that what people are saying to them is it changed their lives literally with one session. How do you know that the memories that people have 
or past life memories. One of the things I always wonder about, like past lives and all this kind of stuff is, when I look at it from like a mathematical or statistical type of way, um, everything and anything that could possibly happen or have happened, happened. Yeah. So, so, so if, if everybody has experienced everything there is to experience, and it's, I don't know, they say, they say it is all happening at one time. There's no such thing as time. It is on one level, Mm -hmm. but the thing is that each of us chose certain lessons. So we haven't all had the same lesson, but we are all trying to evolve as souls. So some people, they'll choose ill health for their lesson. Others will be relationships. Others, it will be a money and abundance. So somehow we are trying to lift ourselves up to a place where we know that we are divine, magnificent, powerful creator beings. So some of us have been on this planet for a very, very, very long time. Some haven't. That's why there's such diversity on the planet right now. There are new souls who are still learning the lessons of not abusing power and uh, controlling people. Basically, the earth is evolving out of manipulation, control, and hierarchy. It's not accidental that the ascension is happening in the age of Aquarius, because Aquarius is a circle. It's not a hierarchy. Every person in the circle is absolutely equal. So this is the age, the the symbol of Aquarius is self-realization. So the ascension plan is that every single person who still is on this planet will be fully self-realized. So we're all on different paths to um, get to that place. So what we do in the hypnosis is we go to the goal, the God self, that's whole, complete, perfect. And then we bring that down and we go into the shadow and say, well, what is stopping me from being all that I am? And that's where the past, it can be childhood, it can be this life, it can be past lives. It's all of it. We, we have so many memories because, as you say, we've been here so long. Hmm. What, ha- like you mentioned that there's like new souls and there's old souls, all, all different stages. However, at this point in time, the earth is moving into this fifth dimension Mm-hmm. What happens to those new souls who um, are not here for a long enough period of time to reach that extension? Like, like do they end up somewhere else? Or? Yes. Uh, Pete, not just the new souls, the young souls, but any what we call recalcitrant souls who are not wanting to experience oneness, peace, mm-hmm. love, harmony because they're still they're still on that learning process where they haven't experienced enough of what doesn't bring love and peace that they, they still need that which is really the ego they still need ego experience so they will 
be on different planets. They can move to other planets that are still willing to have a third dimensional um, experience. That is not the earth. The earth has already shifted. But the interesting thing is a lot of these new souls that are new to the earth, these new children that are coming in, you may have come across these crystalline children. They are extremely high vibration. They are already operating at the frequency of oneness that we are trying to get rid of all our junk so that we can go there. Mm -hmm. They've come in especially for the transformation of the earth. They are here to help. These kids that are speaking up at the United Nations saying we've got to stop messing up the planet. These are the new crystalline children who are here to help. Well, I hope people listen to them. What happens mm -hmm. if we destroy the earth before it goes, it changes over to the fifth dimension? Do you know, that's what COVID was about. When, when, when anything um, kind of extreme happens, I always ask my guides, what's that for? And that was the answer, that we are walking this planet off the edge of a cliff. And if we do not stop what we are doing, within 50 years, there will be no planet. That will not be allowed to happen this time. We've had two cycles that have ended in destruction previously. Lemuria sank under the um, Pacific. Atlantis sank under the Atlantic because of abuse of power. They were abusing, too, they were using too much power and uh, force. So that will not be allowed to happen again. So we are being given this grace period where we are being encouraged to look within, to evaluate what's really important. And that's why we've had 18 months of isolation and quarantine with COVID, stopping the distraction of the outer life so that we have to go within. And when, when your life is threatened, when your family's life is threatened, you don't think about your holidays, your buying a newer house, buying a better car, buying more stocks and shares. You think about, I want to spend time with the people I love and with the animals and with the, 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 the plants and the earth, how important the earth and nature is. So everything that happens is trying to focus our attention on lifting personally whatever we can do to bring more love, more tolerance, more forgiveness and more community. Uh, into our our lives, the people that we touch. Mm -hmm. when, when I wrote the book, Coming Home to Lemuria, and it was all about living in harmony, love and peace, this was back in 2011, I think. And I had all these emails from people all over the world saying, well, it doesn't feel like that. And is there any point? And what if it's all destroyed? And 
what if there is just chaos and nothing ever gets better? So I asked my guides, what do I tell these people? And they said, show them where we are going. So I, that's why I wrote the book, A New Earth Rising, because it's people going forward in time to the time when the earth is healed. And what they all say, life is simpler, much more community, much more awareness of helping one another rather than competing with one another. And that's exactly what COVID has done. It's brought people out singing with their neighbors, shopping for their neighbors, just building the networks, building the community. So we will not be allowed to destroy this earth. We're in this grace period where voluntarily uh, we are being asked to raise our frequency. There will be a certain cutoff time that uh, those people who are not wanting to go will just leave the planet. Mm -hmm. I hope you are correct. I really do. Because <laughs> sometimes I look around I and it feels like all hell is breaking loose, especially with all mm -hmm. the hatred that people have towards each other. And, yeah. and, and it seems so, I mean, it's completely senseless. It doesn't make any sense at all. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's absurd and it's sad. And, and then there's like other people, you know, I don't know. It's like, they're, they're, they're fighting like crazy to try to get these people to say, just stop, just stop doing what they're doing. And they don't want to listen. It's, it's like trying to train the, or, or trying to raise like a unruly child. Well, it is. And that's why we have to choose what we want to feed. That, that I, I was told many years ago, that there are two spirals of energy on the planet. This was probably 30 years ago. One is an ascending spiral that is lifting matter, the physical, up to the spiritual, up bringing heaven and earth closer. And then there is a descending spiral, which is all the old abuse, the hierarchies, the manipulation. That's a descending spiral. And ultimately, it has nowhere to go because it gets smaller and smaller. And that every one of us has to choose, where do I want to put my energy? Which spiral do I want to feed? So I'm very clear. I am here to create the new earth. The old earth is doing a great job of destroying itself all by itself. Doesn't need any help from me. So there's going to be a radical restructuring of our economic systems, our, our financial, political systems, that this hierarchical, the power of the very few over the very many, this is all going to come to an end. And what we have to do is say, well, where can I put my energy so that I can make the change, but not from anger? Mm. Yeah, some productive. From compassion. I mean, a lot of my friends who have been conscious people, spiritual people for 30, 40 years, they're so angry because look what this people, mm. look what these aliens are doing, look what all the conspiracy stuff. What I was told 
that it's a distraction, that the, the forces who are actually manipulating them are trying to disempower us. They want us to be afraid and angry. That's how they control. So it's a very subtle manipulation. So I just see the positive in everything until proven mm -hmm. otherwise. And you, you're not going to see it on CNN. You're going to see it in your front yard when your neighbors go past with their dogs or your neighbor's children are playing with, with their um, animals and their friends. It's like think small, create small. Right. <laughs> and th this is what I've been told is that as, as we, our, our only job now is to raise our frequency. And when you connect to your true, divine, powerful self, you, you put on a little light. And around the earth, there's like a web. And as each little light comes on, then the whole web is lit up. And it doesn't take all of the lights to be lit up for the ascension to happen. It's when enough, when a critical mass is reached, they will light up the rest of the net. So that's why it's so important. Watch your thoughts, watch your emotions. What is really polluting this earth is anger, resentment, hatred, fear, no matter how justified. It's like, go to the higher place. So I just send blessing to everybody. I call the angels when I see things happening. You see, all of the even things that are going on in Afghanistan now is part of the bringing the shadow into the open so that we can open our heart chakras as a human race. So those souls who volunteered to incarnate in Afghanistan and, you know, these children that got uh, stopped at the Mexican border, they kind of chose themselves as sacrifices so that we could say, this is my brother, this is my sister, these are my children. And then we can open our hearts and be of service and help. Uh, definitely beautiful um, way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned about the ascension process and a certain amount of lights or whatever have to illuminate in order to have it happen, but not all of them do. Is there only one, um, for people to extend, is there only one way to extend or is it different for each individual? Do you know what the ascension is, is living love, embodying love and peace. So you don't have to be on a certain path. You can be a checkout girl at Kroger's, smiling at everybody, making, every, making everyone feel special. That's our job right now, is to make every single mm -hmm. person, dog, bird, <laughs> that you encounter, look them in the eyes and say, I love you. I see you. 
I honor you. That's what the ascension is. So everybody has their own way. Some people it's the garden. Some people it's uh, just loving kindness to the people around them. So there's, it's not, it's not a, that you follow this path and you do all these certain processes and then you're enlightened. Mm -hmm. It's just about how do I become a more loving, kind person to everybody. A lot of the people that I've talked to about the Ascension, uh, they will mention things about like being star seeds and communicating oh, yes. with mm -hmm. Syrians or Arcturians mm -hmm. or yeah. other type of, I don't know if they're extraterrestrial or multidimensional beings. Are there other races from other dimensions and other planets trying to assist us? Yes, and, and it's it's not them out there. I like to call them the star brothers and sisters because extraterrestrials has a lot of very negative connotation because there's some not very friendly extraterrestrials out there that have been cloning and doing all kinds of things historically to turn the humans into a slave race. But that's all finished now. That's not allowed anymore. No, we are the starborn. You see, we came here, and this I've, I've, I've experienced this so many times in my hypnosis sessions. We go to the upper realms, into the realms of light, and it's quite often it is to Sirius, Arcturus, Pleiades, Andromeda, and we, we experience ourselves as the consciousness of the star being, which is always fifth-dimensional or higher they are only love peace harmony there is no negative and the thing is that every being their their reason their purpose is always service so part of what i ask in the session is why did you come to the earth and leave this wonderful love they're so loving they're so kind they're so gentle they can create anything they choose and they volunteered to come to this earth to go through hell and it's not them it's us so we are the star seeds and that's what's happening now is that this this uh, process the earth is going through this essential is of fundamental importance to all of creation. Pretty much we are the lowest vibration in the spiral and that we've been kind of holding everybody down. When we evolve as a planet to the fifth dimension, everybody, the whole spiral moves up. So we, Gaia called in the very beginning, millions of years ago, asked for the star born, the children of light, to lift her up into the light. So we came and we've been through this experience of suffering and separation that we had never experienced before. The good news is, the very good news is, that this is the completion of all of our sacrifices. I mean, many of us have had hundreds and thousands 
of lifetimes, especially the, the Lemurians, who are the oldest souls on the planet. We have suffered every kind of degradation, loss, pain, that a human humans are very inventive and creative about hurting pe people. We've suffered all of that. But now we're at the end, that we came back, that one of the reasons there are so many people on the earth right now is that everyone who's ever been here is back for the completion. When we lift the earth back, to where we began, but not at the same level because it's a spiral. So as I said before, we came from the light, we went through the dark. So now we are actually more evolved because we've mastered the shadow as well as the happy, uh, fluffy, all that, that kind of stuff. So we're actually much more powerful now. Hmm. So does that mean that everybody is a star seed? No, not everybody. And this is why it's kind of been difficult on the earth, because there are some people who are really earth people, <coughs> and they have a different consciousness. A lot of the light workers who are awakening now are the star seeds. And the people around us are not always, especially in our families. There's a real mixture. So it's very important as part of our ascension process is to reach out and to find people who are on the same frequency as we are. And this is why I uh, work so much online, because you might be very isolated. You, you might be operating at a very high frequency and the people around you are not. So this is why I do my sessions, but I also do classes on self-empowerment online because the star seeds, we need to get together with each other to help raise the vibration of the group. So one of my jobs as uh, an activator is to find the teams that have worked together on Sirius, in Atlantis, in Lemuria, in Egypt, in Greece. Find those teams of souls that have a harmony, bring them together and get them working again. So that's what we do in the classes. It's very fun. How can you tell if somebody is a star seed or just a regular human? Well... A lot of it's in the eyes. You see the light in the eyes. And then there's just a certain level of consciousness that allows them to kind of see the bigger picture, to, to go beyond what's on the surface and to look for what is um, visible to the eyes. Hmm. So can you tell me if I am? Yes, you are. I, <laughs> I knew that was going to be the next question. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't be doing what you're doing if you were not a starseed. Hmm. You'd probably be doing a gardening program. Interesting. Or a mechanic program. Or not, not that I have anything against gardeners and mechanics, <laughs> but 
the, the fact that you are focusing on raising consciousness tells me that you are a starseed. And the thing is, we haven't just come from one star. This is in my um, Lemuria book, Coming Home to Lemuria. This is what I found through doing all the sessions, was that because we knew this experiment that we were going to come to the earth to do, which we'd never done before, to start from the light, to go into separation, and then to return to the light while still in a physical body. Normally, when there's a new age or a new cycle, like the, the Vedic scriptures talking about the age of gold, the mm -hmm. age of silver, the age of bronze. Well, uh, usually the way people change cycles was to die in one cycle and then to be reborn at the next level. Yeah. The reason that all of creation is focusing on the earth is that we are not doing that. We are actually transmuting these physical vessels from a carbon base to a silicone base. Difference is a piece of coal is carbon and silicon is like diamond light. We're literally mutating. So our bones are being transformed, our cells, the skin, the blood, so that we can hold all of the light of our own soul. So that's why we're having all these illnesses and purgings and um, fevers, headaches, or a, lo a lot of these things, they call them the ascension symptoms, is that what, what the ascension is, is actually bringing all of our soul to this physical body. Now, normally when we come into a body, we leave most of our soul at the source. If we're a young soul, we leave nearly all of our body. As we become an older soul, we bring more of our divine self in physically. This transformation, we are bringing all of it. And this is why the prophecies say that the earth will be populated by the radiant ones, the shining ones. So when I, when I uh, took the people forward in time till after the ascension, people saw themselves as immortals. We stop aging, we reverse the aging process, and we become radiant, almost like ageless. Uh, just the light that we emit is so bright that that's what you see and that's what you feel rather than the wrinkles and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm ready for that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> me. I'm like, I'm ready. My light's on. I'm lit up. Can you all come and join me, please? Can we all play? I just want everybody to realize what a magnificent, beautiful, shining being they already are. Mm -hmm. And to take off all these cloaks that were put onto us by our ancestors, by our lineage, by our parents, you don't deserve, by the old ways of child raising, which I don't know about when, when you were raised. I, I'm 70. In, in my childhood, I call it the Victorian legacy. It was like we gave birth to you. We put a roof over you and we give you food and clothes. What more do you want? <laughs> 
<laughs> that's pretty. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm 53. It was sort of the same now. <laughs> yeah. My my biggest memories of childhood was standing in front of my dad. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. And the two things I remember him saying was, who do you think you are and what gives you the right? Mm -hmm. Well, now I would say to him, I am God and I give me the right. <laughs> but when I was five, I didn't know that. So um, so we, so we, a lot of our path, you, you talk about how we do the ascension, is just getting rid of these old self-destructive, self-negating programs but until you go in and find out what they are, they are unconscious and they are the ones that are running our lives. It's the beliefs that we don't know about that are controlling the signals that we are sending out. Mm. So we have to go in, find the program, change the signal and uh, you just wouldn't believe the, the changes that I've seen happen to people. I had a lady in, uh, where was it now? I was living in Colorado, I think. And she'd had all these awful relationships. And it went back to childhood where her mother had just constantly criticized and put her down. So we went in, we changed that program. The next week, she met the love of her life, got married and lived happily ever after. Hmm. That's why I like hypnosis. It's very fast because you go in, you find the program and you change it. I, I used to do counseling and, and it just took so long because the ego is very good at avoiding. You can talk around the issue till the, t the cows come home without actually addressing it. Right. So that's why hypnosis, we deliberately go underneath the conscious mind to the way the way I do it, and that's why my work is so different, is that we go first to what we would call the superconscious, to the part of you that does work, that knows who he is. And then we use the healed energy of the whole person to go in and find the wounded one. So that bit doesn't actually take very long. We just go in, we find all these wounded people. We don't need to remember all the gory details. We just need to find the wounded fragment that has split off. And then we just bring it back into the hole. It's very fast. I would say like for the first, I don't know, 40 years of my life, I didn't even realize that... Um, I, I reacted off of ego all the time. I, mm -hmm. I, I believed that I was my thoughts and my emotions. And Ooh. it wasn't until much later in life when I started meditating that I could see, like, okay, I'm having, I'm experiencing thoughts and I'm experiencing emotions, but I am not them. That's right. And, and that just took me a very long time. Ooh. And then I would say about... A year and a half ago, I had my own near-death experience with a with a seizure, oh. and mm. and I, I definitely left my body, but I was still completely conscious. Mm. And when it, when it came time for me to come back, I guess I didn't really have a choice. I wasn't giving a choice. I had to come back. I didn't want to because it was mm -hmm. so so awesome there. And um, so, you know. That, that that's one of the things like I, like when you, when people say we volunteered for this, 
it must have been hard for us to make that call. It was very, very hard. And part of it was that we really had no idea what we were letting ourselves in for because we'd never done it before. So a lot of people I've done sessions with, when, when we go back, because what we do is say, I want to find the original cause of whatever issue they're having in this life. A lot of it goes back to the fall when we went from being completely unfolded in unconditional love to experiencing pain for the first time. Some people went into grief. Mm -hmm. Some people went into rage. And they pretty much stayed there <laughs> ever since then. I went into grief and I've kept repeating all these, creating all these situations to try and focus my attention so that I would look for the original wound. You see, that's why we keep repeating the patterns, because it's probably something that happened to us many, many, many lifetimes ago. But until we heal it, we keep replaying it, trying to get the, the magic finger to say, oh, that's what it is, and I need to heal it now. So until we find that original cause, then uh, we just keep replaying the same stories. Mm -hmm. One of the things I know, that, like with me, is uh, blame is an issue. Like I'll be a victim. Like as soon mm -hmm. as I and I recognize it now. Like as soon as I start blaming somebody, I'm, I'm playing a victim, and it's not true. And the reason it's not true, like, like you said, we're you know we're we're like gods. I mean, I kind of use the view as like I'm a co-creator. Mm -hmm. You know, that's right. Yeah, you that's know, I, 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 I have a choice of what I want to do with the energy that's coming from whatever God or the universe is. Mm. So, is it, would you agree with that, or? Oh, absolutely. You see, the reason that we we keep running these negative programs is because this is the time that all of the memories that are keeping us in separation need to be cleared, need to be released. So whenever you find yourself in the situation where you feel victim, instead of looking out to the other person, well, they're just being mean and they're just randomly being nasty to me, you have to go inside and say, well, what do I need to learn from this? What is my lesson? Why am I allowing this person to control my life, to say malicious things to me? Uh, whatever it is that they're doing, everybody is helping you to look in the mirror mm -hmm. for your wounding. So there's no such thing as a victim. You see, there are people who are what I call our positive light mirrors, who are our soul families, our star families, that, that see the truth of the light that we are. And those are, those are the people who constantly encourage us, make us feel better, say nice things about us. They're the ones that are showing us our potential. And then we have our adversaries, our teachers who show us the dark mirrors, only so we can heal the wounds, 
So actually, those are the ones we have to thank. And they're often our ex-partners, our uh, ex-husbands, wives, whatever it is, his parents. They're the ones that have been putting the finger on our sensitive trigger points. Because we need to keep on being triggered until there are no triggers. So if you didn't have triggers, (laughs) guess what? You would not be triggered. So we have to stop seeing them as the big bad meanies out there Mm -hmm. and saying, that is my greatest teacher. Thank you very much. Find what it is in us that they are mirroring and heal that. And then you say, thank you for showing me that wound which I am now healing, thank you and goodbye, because <laughs> you don't need them. You don't need them to take that role for you anymore. That's a really beautiful way of of, of looking and dealing at with the, like those type of situations with relationships and, mm-hmm. you know, it's really good rather than getting caught up in anger. Although I still tend to get caught up in anger and then, recognize it later (laughs) Mm, well that's the trick is that the more you experience anger and then you see what's beneath it then maybe the next time you get angry uh, less less often less intensely or it lasts a bit less time Mm -hmm. shorter yeah you know what it's not an easy time at the moment because we're going through this um increasingly uh, high frequencies, the vibration, the electrical, electromagnetic energy of the earth is rising. And whenever we go through one of these portals, like we just went through the Lion's Gate on 8-8, August the 8th, 2021. And what happened then, this is what I was told, that the earth actually moved into the next octave of the ascension which means two things. One is that we are now ready to receive the next series of downloads to raise our consciousness so we can begin to use these superhuman abilities. The other side is that anything that we are carrying in our cellular memory that would stop us from being that is also being triggered. So this last two weeks, I don't know if you've noticed it, a lot of People have noticed that I got really sick with this bad cold because I know my body was struggling to uh, integrate these high frequencies coming in. And then it brought up a whole nother uh, layer of releasing stuff I thought I dealt with years ago. Stuff from Atlantis, uh, from ancient Greece, like the, the major events, the, the major traumatic events that we experienced in in any of our lives leave an imprint in the cellular memory. And basically, they all have to go right now. You you mentioned earlier that about the 2012 is when all this began. Mm. Um, Obviously, like that that correlates with the Mayan calendar and, and things like that. And I think a lot of a lot of people just sort of like, oh, well, nothing happened, you mm. know. Um, 
what exactly happened in 2012? How much has changed up till now? And what is the timeline mm. from here out? Well, I was actually at Mount Shasta for the 2012. And I was expecting to wake up in the morning and find the whole earth completely changed like many of us did. But what happened at, I think it was 333 in the morning, um, that the actual shift happened. And I just woke up and my clock said 333. And what I felt was this blanket of really gentle, soft, blue light just came over the whole planet, came into me. It was a Christ light. And I, I didn't understand what it meant. But I, I woke up in the morning and it was Shasta, Mount Shasta. So there were a million events mm -hmm. for the shift, you know. And I was like, oh, which one shall I go to? I should go to this one and that one. And the answer was, you don't need to go to any of them because you have shifted into your presence. The word was presence, that I had connected to my inner Christ light. And the, word, the words were, now you take the presence wherever you go. So it doesn't matter what you do. So I didn't go to any of the events. I went and had a massage and I went carol singing. And, and it's like, it's, it's a state of being inside. So we are all having things happen to us like COVID that are making us focus on opening our hearts more and more. And the reason that we cannot be told when the ascension is actually going to happen. I believe it will be around 20 years, be around 20, uh, between 2035 and 2040, because this is what they tell me, it's down to us. When enough people are ready to hold the frequency, and this is back to that mesh with all the little lights. Um, when enough people are able to hold the ascension frequency, then we will all ascend. And it, it's a critical mass. When enough people are ready, they will take everybody else who, who wants to go if they've made that choice. So that's why I say the only important thing right now is to be opening your heart, fi finding whatever you can do to raise the frequency of this earth. Hmm. So let's see. I'll probably be 80, 85 if I make it. Mm. <laughs> well, the thing is that by that time, the, the, the frequency of the earth will have risen even more Basically, every time there's a solstice and equinox, the 8-8, eight, eight, um, there was a, we had a 5-5 five, five this year, uh, solar eclipses, lunar eclipses, it's the, earth, the, the earth goes up higher in its electromagnetic energy. So, like in 1970, the, 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 it was 6-7 kilohertz. Now it's baseline 15 when the, these portals open, it, it peaks to 100. 
So we're not going to be aging in the same way. And um, we'll be so much more living this radiant light energy. And then people will feel it, you see. This mm -hmm. is what, what I find now. People just, because I've been living in my presence since 2012, people come to, into my energy and they just feel so peaceful. And it's just like there aren't any problems. Yeah. <laughs> they just, I don't care anymore. <laughs> and that's what I find in the sessions. People come in with a million questions and by the end, they really don't care anymore because you absolutely know that everything is part of the plan. Mm -hmm. So not bitching and whining about why is this happening? This isn't fair. It's like, how is this serving me? How do I choose to react to it? And how can I make it? How can I use it to make my life a better place, make this world a better place? Good advice. So before we wrap this up, where can my listeners find you? Well, my, my um, website is called Coming Home to Lemuria. It's the, the name of my book. So I have all my information. Uh, I'm about, I'm going to be doing a, a class in beginning in two weeks that is teaching how to do channeling, how to channel angels, masters, guides, animals, power animals. Mm -hmm. And then I have all the information about my hypnosis sessions, which I do mostly on Zoom. Very, very few. In fact, I have to tell you, I had this lady called me from Australia and she was so excited that I actually answered the phone myself as opposed <laughs> to my many secretaries, <laughs> which I don't have. And uh, she did a session and it blew her mind. And I said, what is your job? She, you know what she did? She drove a truck in and out of an iron ore mine. She drove the iron ore out of a mine and she wanted to know about Lemuria. So don't judge people by what they're presenting to the world. That there's no one place, there's no one type of person, there's no one path. It's just everybody is the light of the divine. You know, I've, I've seen this so many times when I look at, from a higher place, I see that everyone has this white flame in the heart, even people like Hitler and, you know, people now who are abusing the planet, abusing each other. They all came to teach us something. Some people have to act out the murderers, the haters, the destroyers, the manipulators, so that we can learn that love is the way. So everyone is playing a role. And I just say, well, thank you, God, that I chose to come and be a spiritual healer and not um, a, a, a murderer or a political leader that has enslaved and imprisoned millions of people, because I don't want that karma. You see, I know that every single thing that every person does at some point when you die, this is what we do in the hypnosis. The first thing you do is go to your life review where you have to look at that movie 
and your guides and your mentors help you, but you're the one that says, oh my God, did I really do that? And then you say, how can I put it right? Because that is the law of karma. As you do unto others, you have to some point rebalance the scales and put it right. So that's why we come back maybe as a crippled person, you know, maybe as somebody, a victim of a murderer. Some of that is karma that we are, are repaying. So I'm very careful about not, uh, about how I am when I leave. I, I'm cleaning up my messes now because I don't want to come back. There's no way I'm coming back. <laughs> After this, you're on your own. <laughs> I'm going back to my star. Sirius is where I came from. And that's what I do in my classes. A lot of my classes are about reconnecting. And one of the meditations I just posted on my site is reconnecting with your star family. So the thing is, we're not alone here. What we're doing is so important in the whole evolution of the cosmos that there are beings, there are star beings, angels, archangels, all the ascended masters, the teachers that have ever lived on this earth are our cheerleaders now. And they're very available for us to ask for help. So in my classes, I help people to talk to them, channel them, go on, connect to them and, and uh, see what, what they want to, want to tell us. That's awesome. Well, I'll definitely post a link to my to your website mm, and those are just episodes, so my listeners can uh, check out your classes and your hypnosis sessions and your books. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. You're this welcome. is my work. You see, I know who I am. <laughs> I know what I'm here, and I want everybody to know who they are because they're not the wounded. They're not the broken. They are magnificent light beings. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you so you very much for much, taking Gary. the time to be on today. You're very welcome. Thank you. Bless you. And uh, hang on for one second. I just have to play yes. my outro. Sure. Thank you.